The House on the Hill, Part 2 They were all wrong. Shadows were sometimes seen during the day, too long to be cast by the sun. At night, lights were glimpsed through the very few openings of the roughly hewn square windows. And sometimes, faint though it was, those who were visiting heard the moaning sigh of voices. Some said singing, some crying, but all who went away back to the mainland heard something. But they, too, were wrong. The Arrakis family had lived in the rectangular ruin of whitewashed houses for generations. Those family houses backed onto the foot of the hill. Their cellars extended under the steep sides of the series of craggy, uneven lumps of rock that made the hill what it was. A series of tunnels and passages linked their homes to the house on the top of the hill, and also to the other homes, the homes of their extended families who lived normal lives scattered across the village. In times of war and times of strife, the Arrakis family sheltered in the candle-lit dark. In times of wealth, they stored wine, honey, and preciously carved olive wood furniture, jewellery, and tradable goods in the great dark caverns that only they knew existed. Relatives who were in trouble or had escaped from the same had been hidden there until the storm clouds had passed and they were able to breathe the clean air of freedom once again. Nobody knew or suspected. Their wealth they kept to themselves. Their long network of trading, refuge and connections the Arrakis family had kept secret. Betrayal of the family secrets, though, meant being blindfolded and to be left in the hidden caves behind the myriad of closed doors and steel bars that lay behind the unknown ways and some of the known ways of passages that led up to the house on the hill. The walls of the passageways were covered with secret signs and pictographs that generations had left to guide the directions to caverns, chambers and secret ways out. To be left without them was to be left abandoned to a fate of thirst, hunger and death, or worse still, madness, whichever was quicker. And because of the stone, the potential for echoes and the way the winds and breezes blew from the bottom of the maze to the top, sounds could carry, echoing through the mountain and exiting from through the house on top of the hill.